Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio. You've got Rebecca Shalon with you hosting this week. Brandy will be back in January, so uh, that's going to be very exciting to have her back on the show. But today I have got an amazing guest. We've got Miss Kelly Pantaleone. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, pause, pause for uh, applause. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Am I, is this my chance to introduce myself? <laughs> so Kelly is joining me um, from America in NorCal. Is that right? Is that what the cool kids call it, NorCal? Yeah, NorCal. NorCal. Um, so Kelly is a really accomplished woman. She is absolutely fabulous. She's a huge advocate for mental health and a lot of um, charitable organizations that she's involved in. She's just finished uh, wrapping up a, a short film called 40 Seconds and it's won a bunch of awards um, at a bunch of festivals and she always has more like projects in the work. She's an actress, writer, producer, director, like advocate for everything she's she's everything basically <laughs> so, Kelly, advocate, you... advocate for everything for everything she's just everything <laughs> um Kelly I'll let you um tell everyone a little bit more about yourself in your own words and anything I missed but uh basically this woman has her hand in everything and she's Wonder Woman Oh my God Wonder Woman I just watched Wonder Woman 1984 with my family and I was reminded why I do what I do. She's such an inspiring character. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, she she really is a role model for me in so many ways. Um, Gal Gadot was on the board for the UN and she just has very inspiring roles that a lot of, you know, young girls could look up to. And that's my goal. That's what I strive to do is hopefully be a positive role model for young girls and women to look up to because I feel like we don't have a whole heap of very admirable um, role models these days and what Mm -hmm. girls are looking up to on social media I think is more comparison rather than um, you know something positive so yeah I guess that's my whole intention is just to create positive change in the world and lead by example and my chosen platform my art is acting it's something I've always loved doing I actually thought I wanted to be a director first because I love to be in control (laughs) (laughs) but I also wanted to be an FBI agent and a pilot and a CIA and all these different things and I realized I could be them all as an actress too so yeah so I grew up on a farm and my I guess escape because I didn't really have you know friends to hang out with growing up so far out of town was movies and I just loved to escape in them but also to be inspired of what I could achieve in the world so I always knew that that's what I wanted to be into but I've always also had this equally as important um, desire to change the world and to make it a better place and I guess it wasn't really until I went through a tragic loss that really threw me down that path because I felt like I didn't have 
any other options. I'd reached such a low point that I'd given up on my own life and I wanted to just dedicate mine to helping others. And that's what really spurred this philanthropic journey that I've been on the past few years and eventually led to working on 40 Seconds, which is based on the statistic that every 40 seconds somebody commits suicide. And that's something we want to change. Yeah, that's a very harrowing statistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you think about that and you actually take a moment to pause and think about how quickly 40 seconds passes, it's pretty disturbing. Yeah. What was your sort of, so you, you mentioned that this, uh, you know, this tragic thing that happened in your life, which I, I know what it is and I don't know if you're comfortable talking about it, but um, did you ever think about mental health before this happened? Um, or was it really only brought to the forefront after this this sort of like um, you were confronted with this? Mental health has been something I've always been conscious of because when I was a teenager, it's something I struggled with, although it was never really discussed. And I don't think therapy was even offered to me. I just think it's something we're really starting to focus on in more recent years So in high school, it was just more like, oh, this is just how teenagers are, you know, raging hormones and depression and anxiety. And I mean, really, honestly, it was more of like fear of missing out than anything that I suffered from, because growing up on a farm, as much as I loved it and appreciate it now, I did feel very disconnected and I didn't have much of a social life. So I always felt like I was missing out on something and I always wanted to be part of the cool kid group and you know talk to boys and I just felt really removed from all of that um but now I think it's actually what's made me who I am because I have such a vivid imagination and I'm so self-sufficient because I did spend so much time on my own so yeah I struggled as a teenager with mental health and um I it was something I was conscious of because my uncles on both sides of the family committed suicide And even though it wasn't discussed too much, I was aware of it. And it was something I knew that was in running in my family. And I wanted to change that cycle. I didn't want to continue that story. So when I lost my best friend to suicide, almost three years ago, it'll be three years on New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. That really sent me on this journey. I went into a deep dive because I had to figure out how to overcome my own depression from losing my best friend to that. Mm -hmm. So through that journey, I have learned that by helping myself, I can also help others. And by helping others, I'm also helping myself. So it's really encouraged me to make it a a big priority to kind of raise awareness to it. Because I just think that the biggest issue in mental health is the fact that we don't talk about it Mm -hmm. because if we talked about mental health as much as we talked about our physical health with colds, flus, this virus, um, breaking a bone, you know, these are not taboo topics. These are very important topics that we need to discuss to protect our health. Well, mental health is just as, if not more important because more people suffer from mental health than physical ailments. Mm -hmm. So if we just talked about it and talked through it, I know that the world would be a better place because we wouldn't feel as alone in our struggles. What in particular do you um, wish that was louder? Like what, what, what in particular about mental health do you wish we talked about more? 
that we're not okay, that we're just not feeling well, we're not happy because it's so simple. And I think honestly, so many people feel that way more so than um, being joyful all the time. But because of social media, because we're always trying to just present our highlight reel, we think that everyone is doing amazing, (laughs) which, you know, is intentional. Like we are trying to put our best face forward, but for the most part, I think we're all struggling with something, but we don't show it. So I just wish we could talk about the fact that we're not okay more. And when you ask someone, oh, how are you doing? How's your day? I wish we were just a little bit more honest about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do you do when when you are doing that whole in passing, how are you going? And, and someone says, I'm not okay. What, what are you meant to say when that happens? We don't really have the tools for that, do we? Yeah, I think it just needs to be we almost need to put less um, weight on it because when we make it seem like having a bad day is such a terrible thing that it makes us feel ashamed of it instead of just being like, oh, honestly, like I'm having a terrible day. And then someone can be like, oh, that sucks. Like what's going on? Like it doesn't have to be um, such a heavy subject. I think yeah. if we, I think if we just treated it like, oh, okay, so there's a problem, let's find the solution oh, you're not doing well, like, how can I make your day better? Just that intention of, oh, there's a problem, let's fix it, rather than, like, oh, no, like, you've got, like, there's something wrong with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. I find that, like, um, one of my best friends, when whenever I tell her I'm having a bad day, um, she doesn't instantly try to fix it. What she does is she asks me, um, First, she'll say, is there anything I can do to help? And if I'm really not sure, like if that's too big a question, she'll ask me, would you like to be distracted from it or would you like Mm. some help with it? And that That I think helps because it gives me these two options and I'll I'll be like, oh, do I want to deal with it right now? No, let's get distracted. And and if it's, if it's distraction that she, that I've chosen, then, then we'll talk about something else. And you're right. Like it takes away that heaviness of it. That is such a great way to deal with it because yeah, I don't think there's one perfect response. I think there really is two ways to go about it because sometimes all we do need is a distraction to help shift our mood and then we're in a better mood and then the rest of our day can be great. So there, yeah. that is one really good way. But then, you know, if you do need to work through it and you want to work through it, it's good to have that option as well. Yeah, I like that. It speaks to that uh, piece that you were saying about being more honest about it and it allows you to be honest but without obligation. Because sometimes when you are honest about something, it it does it sets in that heaviness of obligation of dealing with it and doing all these things when you you may not really want to. So then you're you're left with the only other option of pretend it's fine. Yeah, I really wish that mental health was a subject taught in schools. Just like same. Oh my god, if there's one thing I could change, it would be that like mental health is a subject in school, and every single person in their whole entire lives has to go through counselling. Yes, I think I think everyone should be assigned a counselor. Everyone, no matter what they're going through, just someone to check in with once every couple of weeks, just to keep yeah, your, keep you checked in because it's it's so important. And we've moved so far away from that tribal community where we've you know we've got so many people around us that we can talk to. Now we're becoming so individualized, and especially during you know self isolation. So. Mm now that we're moving away from that tribal community that kind of had this like built in support system, 
I think everyone should have a therapist. Yeah, and I think it, uh, you know, that would also remove the the stigma of like you go to counselling when something's wrong because that's not mm-hmm. why you go to counselling. You don't like you don't have to go to counselling just because something's wrong because then it's too late. It's like yeah, and uh, to to touch upon what you said about teaching, you know, you wish it was taught in schools too. Um, that's actually our intention with forty seconds. There's a whole mental health mm-hmm. campaign behind it, and my goal before I even filmed this was to have a program that we can teach in schools or just you know maybe just a package that teachers can go through with their students after they have a screening of the movie to then talk about it ask themselves questions discuss these topics of conversation and it will be formed with the help of a mental health organization to have really useful tools and resources that can help people once they've kind of unlocked this topic that mm. a lot of people haven't explored yet. Well tell us a bit more about that is that going to be you know primary school age or high school age what what's the audience for 40 seconds and this and the program that comes attached with it? Yeah so because the the largest demographic online that are really really active online are youth so preteens, teens, and young adults, that's the target audience we're aiming for. Just initially with this whole online um, release, because initially what we wanted to do was have 40 Seconds do the festival circuit, which it's doing now, but, you know, virtually. Mm -hmm. But have it do the festival circuit, and at the festivals, at Q&As, we would have a mental health professional there from an organisation to answer any questions. So it's going to be a little bit more, um, you know, focused on in-person and adult audience. But now that we're moving everything online, we really want to help the people that are there online and who are really struggling with that balance. Because as we've seen in that documentary, The Social Dilemma, this youth population are just being so overwhelmed by social media and aren't sure how to deal with it. And we kind of discuss it a little bit in this movie of using the internet to your benefit to create positive community so kind of by infiltrating social media we want to send a positive message so people know that there are other options out there than just using the internet to scroll mindlessly and you know go through comparison and all of the negative attributes that come with social media Mm -hmm. so yeah having an online um screening will be public to all ages and then we'll have a website that has resources and tools for all ages but the educational aspect that we can hopefully it's such a strange you know topic to even try and tackle now because I don't know how you get through to schools that are all online but eventually it'll uh, yeah be aimed I think um so in America it'll be middle school uh, and high school, and then, you know, the rest of the world would be just high school. And you and mentioned with 40 Seconds it's that it's, um, you know, it's, it's titled as such because of that, um, the statistic of every 40 seconds that a life is lost to suicide, um, but it's also tied quite closely to that, um, to the tragedy of your best friend passing. Um, how long did it take you to, to write 40 Seconds and what is the relationship between what happened in your life and 40 Seconds? Yeah, so I think I started writing it maybe 
six months prior to filming. And it was a really gradual process because I had this concept that was a little bit more comedic. And then something happened in my life um, that really inspired a scene in it. So I took a, a slightly different shift in the opening scene. And then when I brought my director on, Anissa, she had a different uh, perspective as well that we incorporated. And then she co-wrote the final script with me. So it went through quite a few drafts and changes. So that process was about six months. And my best friend who committed suicide, Lindsay Hawley, I had been wanting to honor her since her passing. And when the film was made, it was a about two years in and although this will not be the only um you know tribute I pay to her on film because I'm actually writing a book on the Southeast Asia adventure I went on after she passed in this beautiful spiritual awakening I had in Southeast Asia it's kind of gonna be like eat pray love too mm-hmm. um but this I really wanted to tackle the mental health aspect so it explores how um, there's so many different elements that go into feeling anxious and depressed and suicidal. And although this is, you know, it's a short film, so it can only handle so much, I really wanted to highlight how having the right people around you is important because Lindsay went through a lot of heartbreak with men, but also friends and family. So this explores. Um, you know, romantic relationship letdowns and how we can really support ourselves through the supportive community, through finding like-minded community. Mm. So that was a big lesson that I wanted to highlight because I feel that, you know, heartbreak and disappointment can come in many different forms. It's not always just romantic. So having the right people around you, the right friend group, is really, really important. I think that's definitely a a great theme to be like focusing on. Uh, We are going to take a short break on that note. And when we come back, we'll talk about um, what else the movie dives into and, and what it means to you. Yay, sounds good. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. 
Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You're on Teen Wealth Radio, and we are talking with Kelly Pantaleone. Um, And Kelly is telling us all about her uh, short film, 40 Seconds, which was based on uh, the statistic of that a life is lost to suicide tragically every 40 seconds, and that's a statistic she wants to change. And just before the break, we were talking about how um, the main sort of theme that you wanted to focus on is having a great support network around you and being sure to build up the resources um, and and just environment around you to be something that's going to support you. Um, What other themes did you explore? Um, we explored online dating because that's something that is becoming so prevalent in today's society. And it is a great way to meet people. Um, but there's also a lot of disappointment with it. So we kind of brush upon that a little bit. And also how you can use social media to create these communities, because without giving too much away at the end, our hero does find support through community she finds online and she kind of creates that community around her. So I just Mm -hmm. wanted to highlight how important it is to um, think about your mental health when you're on, when you're online. So making sure that the connections that you're creating, whether it's online dating or social media are positive and respecting your boundaries and your mental health first. What advice can you give someone um, who's maybe struggling to identify what is a healthy connection and, and what is respectful of boundaries and things? How, what are some things that people can look out for that are just sort of some basic signs that it's a healthy or not healthy relationship? Really great question. I think it would be to kind of check in with yourself how you feel after every interaction with that person, whether you feel triggered whether you feel anxious, jealous, angry, or if you're feeling happy, joyful, you know, maybe even write it down, maybe journal it. Mm. I think it's what's your body doing 
when yeah how's your heart rate (laughs) how's your mood how are your emotions does this person make you feel good or bad it's it's pretty simple really like is it a positive or a negative exchange that you generally have with this person but I don't think we check in with ourselves enough I think we just roll through life so quickly that we just allow these things to wash over us without really checking in and and thinking does this serve me or not but now you know during this pandemic we're having a lot more time to slow down and reflect on that so use this time to really check in with yourself and how you're feeling after exchanging with people you have to be so protective of your energy that's what I'm realizing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande shout out there <laughs> yep, protective of my soul. <laughs> right that was our Vancouver song <laughs> Yes. Um, so say that you have maybe identified like, you know, you've, you've started a relationship with someone, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, anything. Um, and you, you, you're already in this relationship, but you've started to notice that maybe you do feel kind of small when you are talking to them and your joy is, is not quite as big when you're telling them about something and, and they kind of cut it off. How do you then go about establishing boundaries with them? Like how how do you um, change that relationship? Well, from listening to a lot of podcasts this year, they've been my savior. They're so good. I feel like it's a therapy session every time I listen to these. Um, It's just having really transparent conversation and saying, you know, I like to, um, I appreciate your opinion and your perspective but if that happens where somebody is constantly you know when you tell them something maybe vulnerable or or you just say anything really and they and they kind of spin it onto their own story and you know give their own perspective on something instead of like really addressing your you know concern or issue then maybe just saying um yeah I appreciate your perspective but I would really like to just, I need to figure this out. Like I need to just, you know, Mm. focus on this for a second. Could you help me maybe? I've never actually uh, addressed this. So this is a really good thing for me to be asking myself because I do find that quite often when you're going through something really emotional or you're just trying to be vulnerable with someone, quite often people will um, tell their own story on that topic, which I guess is maybe a way that us as humans deal with things but I don't think it's the healthiest way because it just feels like you're not being heard or you're not being, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're not really focusing on on you. They're more focusing on themselves. So I think just really like pausing the conversation to address it is really important because otherwise you're just creating this habit of, of that's a communication style and it needs to change. Yeah. I mean, some people definitely... Um... Like that's how they relate to someone is how how they're trying to say, well, I had a similar experience, but there's definitely a difference between um, relating and like like shifting the spotlight kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think it is something um, that's important because as much as we're talking about, you know, like checking in and everything, um, those are the first steps and those first steps are really difficult, but the hardest step is to put it in practice. So what do you do once you've identified that there's this boundary issue? Um, my, my advice would be sort of to start limiting that time. 
so that you're able to, again, check in with yourself and you can see how your body changes when you spend less time around this person as well. Mm -hmm. And then you can really sort of identify and pinpoint what, what it is that's going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great advice. And I think journaling helps too. getting all your thoughts down. Sometimes it's hard to filter through all the thoughts bouncing around in your head until you like see it written and then you're like, Oh, that's real. Yeah. You know, that's something that comes up a lot. Like a lot of guests on our show talk a lot about journaling and manifesting um, and really putting intention towards like things that they want to see happening. So, you know, if everybody's saying it, there's got to be some truth to it, right? Oh yeah, for sure. There's a lot of power in that. I was thinking about it a lot today because with the new year approaching, there's so much power in the fresh start and the clean slate and reevaluating your goals and your dreams and your desires. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's something I've been thinking about a lot of just really sinking into the power of manifestation and using this time alone or, you know, more solitary than, you know, quote unquote normal life. Um, really using that time to just meditate and visualize and journal and vision board and all of the things to just really like get serious about it. Cause I'm also, you know, I've got a big birthday coming up and I want to, yeah, I, <laughs> I want to, I want to like really create the life that I want to have. I feel like up until now I've just been not coasting cause I'm very ambitious, but I've definitely just been flying by the seat of my pants and just kind of allowing life to unfold in front of me. And this past year, I've taken a lot of control over my own career Mm -hmm. and creativity. And I want to really focus in on that next year as well. Yeah, I think that's important. And sort of circling back to this idea um, of what you were saying about like a highlight reel, um, it is kind of important that we like, I know, you know, we were saying like it, it's important not to do that all the time but around this time of year it is a good time to sort of take stock of everything you've been through and especially this year where it kind of seems the opposite was true whereas you know in previous years everyone's showing their highlight reels and everything that's good in their year whereas this year it's kind of been everybody's just been talking about how bad the year is but there definitely has been some positives do you want to do you want to share about like what your year has been like or Yeah, I think it's so important to reflect on the good things that happen because we so often forget to celebrate our accomplishments and achievements, no matter how small they are. And when we coast through life without taking stock of those and celebrating them, even if it is just going to get like a tasty latte or a treat for yourself or going for a walk in the park and, you know, just taking a moment to really um, reflect on something that you've achieved, I think is so important. Otherwise you just rush through life and you just, you never feel like you're actually getting anything done. So this year was probably the best year of my creativity and productivity because I was just able to focus on all of the things that I really wanted to create and get done that I've never allowed myself the time to before because I felt like I needed to be on everyone else's project and film and set and radar to always be networking, to always be putting myself out there. And that's what I did for six years in LA when I previously lived there. I was just on the hamster wheel of 
hustling, trying to meet people, go to all the events, get, you know, everyone's attention of, you know, I'm in town, like, this is what I do. And it was just so pointless because it never really led to anything. I mean, I can only recall getting maybe a small handful of auditions by doing that. Whereas most, most things that I'm really proud of are things that I've created myself. And I was able to achieve that when I was in Vancouver also, because I felt like I was really a lot more isolated than LA because there's less, there's a lot filming in Vancouver, but there's less of an industry and networking. So I really felt like I went inward there. And now during this pandemic, I was really able to go inside and just write, create, film, you know, edit, do all of these things myself. And I created a a comedy sketch series and a short film that ended up premiering at Portland Comedy Film Festival. And I'm now in talks of, you know, distribution because it's relevant and it's something that I just felt the call to create at the time. And I'm so happy that I'm finally creating things that I'm proud of rather than. Yeah. That feed your soul. Yeah. Being, you know, cast in other people's projects is really exciting to be validated from outside sources but it's very rare to come across a role that you're really proud of and that means a lot to you like intimately and personally and until I get to that point I'm just going to be creating my own projects that I'm really proud of so yeah this year was great for that I I got so much done (laughs) and I was able to work out daily and meditate daily journal daily all of the things that I've been wanting to do and like creating this routine for myself, I was finally able to do this year. So how has your experience this year sort of um, set you up for your goal setting for 2021? Like how, how has it affected the way that you're approaching your New Year's resolutions this year? Well, it shows me that I can really achieve them, that it's possible. Because I think, you know, a big discouragement we get with our New Year's resolutions is that we don't achieve them. <laughs> so we give up on them. Mm-hmm. You see, I realize like I am capable. I'm I'm able to achieve the, the goals that I set for myself. So I really feel like I can step it up even more next year. And but what I'm learning too is to create less goals but more meaningful goals. So instead of I usually make like a whole page of goals that I want to achieve. Um, and then you know, you usually don't achieve many, so you just feel disheartened. I'm going to with this next year moving forward, maybe only make I don't know, three big goals for the year that I know I can achieve if I really put my mind to it. And then maybe I'll make like, you know, a list of, um, you know, intentions. Yeah, like subheadings. Yeah. 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 Intentions for the year. Um, but yeah, it also showed that I'm able to produce and create my own content because not only did I do, you know, this comedy sketch series and short film, I also produced for the first time a a couple really meaningful photo shoots. And as a model, you know, I've paid my bills since I moved to the US with modeling. I have never actually, I mean, I've set up my own, you know, test shoots and just fun like portfolio shoots. I've I've done that quite often, but I had never actually produced a shoot where I've like brought in other models and makeup artists, hair, wardrobe and and you know created a story so I got to do that a couple times too this year for voting advocacy Mm -hmm. and um voting awareness so that really gives me a lot of ammunition to take into the next year of okay what else do I want to be sharing creating and, and sending a message out to the world with 
Tell us a little bit more about the voting project and and what that sort of what the goal was there in empowering people to vote. Yeah, so the first one was just encouraging people to vote because this year's election was so important not just because of who we were voting for, but the policies that they represent. And for me, I'm such a big environmental advocate and animal advocate that I just wanted to really um, make sure that people knew what they were voting for. And it's really for the future of this planet. It's not even just about the United States of America because the US governs so much of how the rest of the world acts. So it's really important that we make decisions that the rest of the world can, you know, be proud of and, <laughs> you know, mm. not not you know, be mad at. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to encourage people to vote and it was uh, nonpartisan. So we weren't telling people who to vote for, although, you know, a lot of our audience, I think, um, knew my intention personally, <laughs> but we never, you know, outright stated it. We didn't want it to be, um, you know, focused on the presidential candidates, but rather just the fact that it's really important to get out there and vote and have your voice heard. So I was actually approached to do this shoot by a friend who had seen my work with advocacy and wanted to um, bring me on to help me co-produce it with her. Um, And her name's Dominica and she is also an immigrant. Like we both come from other countries and America has just, you know, done a lot for us and we wanted to give back to the country that's provided so much for us so it's really funny our team was very international it wasn't really didn't like we had a French model and it's very multicultural and it was I think the perfect representation of what America is it's people from all over the world coming together for common cause of just trying to Mm. uh, you know chase after your dreams so we had a designer Maggie Barry design these gorgeous dresses for us that um, had the letters um, spelling out vote and cool hats and gloves that with tassels that reminded me a lot of like Wonder Woman cuffs and it just was really empowering to have these beautiful women and people from all backgrounds and it was a very um, you know uh, like LGBT friendly cast and crew and we were environmentally conscious it was just all the things that meant a lot to me and the images were gorgeous and we just we we did interviews as well so we had a video component talking about why it was important to us to vote the policies we were really passionate about and it was called beauty for the vote so it was also about how important it is to use your you know beauty as a model to not just be about visual things and aesthetics but also like having your voice heard and sharing a message that's really important using your platform to to raise voices that aren't necessarily heard I do want to dive uh more into this and how and where people can find the photo shoot and everything like that as well but we will do so when we come back from this short break awesome Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? 
All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back here with Rebecca Shalon and Kelly Pantaleoni. We were just talking about uh, one of the photo shoots that Kelly did about supporting the vote and that isn't the only one she did there was also one I believe uh focused on the suffragette centennial and and the women's right to vote Kelly do you want to tell us a little bit more about that yeah so I was really amazed when Dominica also mentioned this um that it was the hundred year anniversary this year of women having the right to vote in the United States now I thought this would be a much bigger deal because it's pretty it's pretty major, like a centennial, a hundred year anniversary. So I really wanted to raise awareness to that, to highlight the work of these women and just pay tribute to the hard work that they put in, because this wasn't just a a brief moment in time that women campaigned to have an equal right to vote. No, this happened over, I think it was close to 70 years. Women were really mm. fighting hard to gain the right to vote because yeah they weren't able some women fought their whole entire lives for it yeah and that's a huge deal it's a that's a lot of dedication I feel in this day and age we're so you know about instant gratification we couldn't hold on to a mission for gosh longer than a year I don't think like Mm -hmm. so these women really dedicated their lives to it they protested they were even in you know violent protests they were thrown in jail they would go on hunger strikes they'd be force fed uh one woman threw herself in front of the king's horse and was trampled to death i mean wow they really fought tooth and nail to get a right to vote and to be seen as equal to men in their opinion and voices 
So I really wanted to pay respects to them. So we did this 1920s suffragette centennial shoot where we had this gorgeous designer in Los Angeles give us these beautiful gowns that were from that era. And I had a British model, Alessandra, and her just perfect apartment in Hollywood, this really old, gorgeous, just stunning apartment that looked like it belonged in the 1920s with the furniture and everything and all the antiques. It was just so perfect. And she even had a picture of her grandpa in a frame in the back. It was just, it just seemed like, you know, universal alignment. And we had two photographers getting different angles. We had a 16 millimeter film cinematographer shooting behind the scenes. It was legit. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of that. And so we created some beautiful images we're editing the film now so it'll be a really cool fashion film that I'm going to do voiceover and tell the story of the suffragettes and yeah it's just something that I'm really proud of because it's bigger than us it wasn't about us looking pretty on set which most time times that's what modeling is about it's just like oh look here's a pretty model and here's some pretty clothes and you know it's about money and Unless you're really working on some, you know, high-end projects that are very artistic, usually it is just about consumerism and materialism. And these are things that don't really align with me anymore. I really want more value in the message that I'm putting out there. So to just pay respects to the respect to these women and to tell their story was really important to me. Yeah. And where are we going to be able to see these images and video? Yeah. So We've been published in a couple articles, but I will link to them and um, you'll be able to see the images on my Instagram and my Facebook and my personal website. And all of those, if you just look at my name, Kelly Pantaleone, which I hope will be spelled somewhere because it's very long in Italian. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the same name on all platforms. I believe I'm the only Kelly Pantaleone in the world because it's such a weird name that you should be able to find me. That'd be really interesting if so if someone as a result of listening to this is like, no, I'm a Kelly Pantaloni too. <laughs> I hope, I hope, because the reason I know that is because, well, at least online, is because you know, when you're on Facebook and you search your name and there's usually like 20 others, mm. I, I was the only one that came up. So unless you know someone new is on Facebook, then yeah, please come forward. <laughs> <laughs> So if people want to come and follow your journey and see what you're up to, all of your various advocacy projects, all that sort of thing, they can find you on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Pantaleone. Um, Is there any other places they can find you? Uh, Maybe IMDb or anything like that? I'm also on IMDb and I also have my own personal website and it's all the same name. My website is just kellypantaleone.com. But I'm most active on Instagram and that's where I have links to 40 Seconds and Give Backpackers, which is the organization I now run that Lindsay started. And so you you can, you know, go to my page and then go to their pages because I have the links in my bio to them. And right now I even have the link to the um, the covid children's charity campaign that i was uh, raising awareness to so that links in my bio if you want to help some kids in uganda during the holidays i have a friend over there who i met and you know vetted and he's doing great work to make sure that the kids are fed and have beds to sleep in in the orphanage because uganda is predominantly 
uh, run on tourism. And because there's no tourism these days, the kids are really suffering. So if you go to my Instagram page, you'll always see something that I'm, you know, raising awareness to, or, Mm. um, you know, shedding light on. Yeah, it's definitely important to always be giving back and you do give back a lot. Um, Tell us a little bit about Give Backpackers. Yeah, so Lindsay started that many years ago. She loved to travel and she loved to give back and she just combined them and Give Backpackers was this, you know, dream child of hers that really combined her two biggest passions and she went on many trips to Mexico, India, all throughout Southeast Asia raising money at home and then using that money to, um, you know, support local businesses. Uh, She would either, you know, like in Southeast Asia, she was um, purchasing jewelry from these artisans and selling it for them online and, um, you know, creating this, you know, online business for them. And her vision ultimately, and this is something I hope to do, is create a website that, people can all become give backpackers and do their own mission trips. So what we did the year that she passed is we went to Cambodia. We raised money at home and we took that money to the organization. So people can really see exactly where the money is going. And it's very transparent. It's not just donating to a massive organization that you don't really see any direct result from. People can see and follow our stories and see where we're going, where the money's going, uh, our direct impact. And so we went to Cambodia uh, last year. We went to Uganda and we raised enough money to buy 14 sewing machines and a plot of land so they can build a community center and have a sustainable sewing program so they can educate the women of the village to have their own business. Um, They're teaching young girls these life skills so they're not just seen as, you know, it's interesting they call them producers over there and that Mm. has a very different connotation than producers over here producers over there people that produce babies so and that's really all they're seen as I was asked while I was over there if I have produced before and I was like yes I have produced many things oh no but no they literally mean producing children so I just wanted to give girls another option over there and it's doing really well they've continued to I mean, they even had a graduation program. They had like a full-on graduation of, of young girls and women who are learning how to sew and creating beautiful outfits and school uniforms for the kids that don't have a uniform to wear, uh, sports uniforms, their dance group uniforms, and now they're, my, they're making masks. So they adapted to the pandemic, and I'm really, really proud of what they're doing over there. So ultimately Lindsay's vision was people could go on the website create their own groups um, their own trips and and travel to places that they want to travel to that it's somewhere that they've always wanted to go to while doing good work um, Mm. when they get there and so right now it's just pretty much me and whoever wants to jump on board on these trips but ultimately it will be something that anyone can do. You always have a lot going on um, and everything has always got a strong tie to community. Uh, What's going to be the first thing you sink your teeth into in January? Um, I'm really going to be focusing on this book. So I might actually be taking a step back from putting myself out there so much just during the holiday break and winter. I feel like it's a really good time to go inward even more and just work on my book. But eventually, 
when I'm thinking of outward projects, I want to do a give backpackers trip because we seem to do them every two years, which is good actually because it takes a long time to organize and prepare and like mentally get ready and then get over (laughs) these trips um so I'm thinking next year when the world opens up a little bit more we want to go to South America I have a couple friends interested and we might do Peru or somewhere like that um because Lindsay actually visited Peruvian Hearts which is an organization in Cusco and worked with the girls there so I'd love to visit them check on how they're doing Lindsay used to do an annual fundraiser around Halloween, uh, Halloween, and it was called Halloween because that was her last name. And she uh, raised a lot of money for them. And then the first year that I organized Halloween, actually from Vancouver, it was quite a mission. Um, we raised enough money to put three girls through school in Peru. So I would love to get down there and see how they're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, putting that out there, if anyone wants to come to Cusco or um, help us raise money for that trip, I will be. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They- they can check out your Instagram and see how to join that trip. Now we are coming towards the end of our time and Brandy always ends the show uh, with the same question every week. She loves to ask our guests this. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. If you had 30 seconds where the entire world just had to stop and listen to something that you had to say, just 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh my God. You knew that you were putting, like, this is a huge <laughs> task, <laughs> huge responsibility that we have to come up. Oh, my God, I need to get better at improv. Man, okay. Um, So, people, listen up. You'll need to care, <laughs> care a little bit more about each other and the planet you live on because nothing is guaranteed and every single thing that we do in a day has an impact, so please make it a positive one on yourself on your environment the world around you and this planet that we live on please be mindful be conscious of every little thing you do everything that you consume that you buy that you eat um that you drink that you say has a huge impact I love that. That's definitely a good way to end the show. We want to be uh, being mindful of ourselves, of others, and everything around us. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on Team Worth Radio. It's been a joy having you. Thank you. Aw, thanks for having me. This went by so quickly. We have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. Like next year, for sure. But um, same time, same place next week, everybody, if you're listening, 5 p.m. on Monday, thank you for joining us on Team Worth Radio. Ciao for now. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.